Good evening, everyone, and everyone listening. This is Connie Lingus here with... Yo, what up? It's me. Also known as... Me. The, the cultural appropriator, Peter, here for another edition of 89.1 WNYU's very own category is Dragcast Extravaganza, where we will be wrapping up our thoughts on season 11 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Afterwards, we will do another drag event spotlight of the great Raja with her solo show, Mask. Not Raja from season 11. Let's make that very clear. No, the season three winner, spoilers, solo show. I I have some thoughts on this that. This is the good Raja. Yeah, the good Raja who um put together quite the show that we'll get into. But before we get to that, let's just finish this season so I never have to think about it again. Well, I think that start gets us right to the point of what you're thinking here. All right. So before we get into all the stuff that I didn't like about the season, that we didn't like about the season, let's just go through some of our favorite, some of the best moments of the season. Right. Because there were a lot of good moments. I had a harder time putting my best list than I did my worst list. Well, we always focus on the bad things when we're looking at something in retrospect. But season six is perfect. Let's be clear. (laughs) There are bad moments to every season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Not season six or season five or season season four. Four, five and six have their share of bad things. Not like season 11, though. But. Let's start with the good. The challenge where they had the two different churches, the Britney group, that was that was overall a good That section. was one of the best episodes of the season, if not the best episode of the season. Because period. the high was really high and the low was so low that it was also really yes, high. Yes, exactly. It was just such a beautiful thing to watch there. I was, I was cracking up watching the Church of Britney Spears. And then... I was cracking up watching the church of Mariah. Mariah. <laughs> because, not because it was good. And then you had that glorious six-person lip sync. Where, where another great moment of e- Honey, Honey Day, Davenport yeeting herself. Peace, <laughs> yeeting off the face of the season. Yeah, which is a shame because I think she could have made it farther if she would not have jumped off the stage. Another great moment. This is a collection of moments. In fact, it's just an aura. That aura is Scarlet. I think Scarlet was one of the high points of this season in all contexts. Yeah, Scarlet was one of the best. She was one of my faves in the reunion. Her look was great in the final. Scarlet comes out in the beginning of this season in like a slightly iffy outfit, but it's not too bad. It's like kind of that levitating corset sort of thing. Yeah. But she comes out and she is very clearly sassy and judgy. Mm-hmm. But then the next week she shows that she's really good and that she has the right to be sassy and judgy. And after that, she just becomes this character for whom it's fun to watch her prance around in the workroom 
acting like she's a queen. It, it's sort of like the Shangela sort of arrogance yeah, it where would... it's just a quirky character trait and it's not intentionally being mean to anybody. Yeah, it's not It's not like drama for the sake of drama and she didn't really bring drama. She just brought people maybe thinking like negative things about her, but like it, no one was like, she wasn't bringing anyone down or calling someone smelly or garbage. This one with an asterisk. Angie, except in most of her runways and like half of the challenges she was I'm, in. I'm going to say that, that asterisk is a lot bigger than a normal asterisk because the Vanjie moments that we saw when she was either when she was being the dad in Good God Girl Get Out mm -hmm. or when she was just being Vanjie in a confessional, mm -hmm. those were great. But I didn't really like the Vanjie we saw outside of that. When we saw Vanjie in a character, it was fantastic. But I think that there were a lot of nets to kind of balance it out, if not tip it towards the negative. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining about Vanjie. But I am saying that we could have gotten better, and I know the potential's there. Uh, yes, the potential's there, but in terms of what we got from Vanjie, I felt like she was one of the things I consistently, dis despite like her consistently not doing the best, I kept on wanting to watch to see what she would bring, to see her attitude. She, she she brought an energy to the show that this season really needed. Akira Torque crying in that acting challenge at Vanjie and Plastique were awful. And that entire episode was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. Yes, with uh, Brooke's Simpsons reference that was pretty good. That people criticized her for. But, you know, she was funny, so I don't mind. Yeah, exactly. Like, that whole episode, except for the... Plastique and Vanjie, that was kind of puzzling and Sugar being kind of invisible. But most especially in that section, just Akira's performance was so good in that. Akira's performance was spectacular in that episode. So yes. I, I liked that episode. Slap out of it. The basically the real reading challenge that the we reading got. challenge done right. That was pretty much the most fun we got from reading the entire season. It was genuinely clever. Instead of just having Rue slap the queens, we had Each actual queens slapping the queens, and they had fun with it. They had a lot. They of had fun funs, with it. and this time they actually came out with like witty things instead of the garbage that was thrown up during the actual reading challenge. Even the way that they slapped was kind of witty. Yeah, that was the best mini challenge this season. Most of Brooks' runways impressed for me. The vast majority of them were good. There are some that I had complaints about because they either didn't really fit the category, like the Halloween one that she won with. Yeah. Or they were towards the end, and I was like, eh, I don't yeah, really feel it. Yeah, same old, same old. But there were some that I didn't enjoy, but there are some, especially the one with the reveal where she whips off the cape and she just and the wig, and she just comes out strong in that one episode yeah, at, with where, the Snatch Game. Yeah. That, that was the best runway I've ever seen. Yeah, definitely. That, that was a high point. I think a lot of Plastique's looks were high points. Plastique's looks were good, and yes, we criticized her, and rightfully— Rightfully so, so, because we're doing the same thing over and over again until the very last one where she didn't do it right. Yeah, but like her great looks were some of the best of the season, and then her post elimination looks were phenomenal. Finally, in my list, I'd say a good half of Evie's runways were some of the best and most creative we've had in a long time. I'd say a little over half. Yes, I'm at the one like there. 
for me, it's about half or a little more than half. The ones that I didn't like, like I don't, weren't in agreement with, like the we'll dinosaur. We still disagree on the dinosaur. I still think the dinosaur was genius because of the way she delivered it. I still, he still think thinks it was... the dinosaur was cheap. Yeah. But the fact that you can have an outfit that that, that is that polarizing means that there's at least something to it in terms of the vision behind it. That's true. You can at least give it credit there. But yeah. that being said, I actually disagreed on some outfits that Connie enjoyed that mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, this isn't really it. And that's kind of what I predicted to see from Evie. Outfits that would either really hit the mark or seriously, seriously miss it. But I genuinely enjoyed a lot of her outfits. Yeah. And I thought that she brought a unique style. Her final lip sync outfit was one of the best things I've seen. Her final outfit that she was judged on with the three everything, that was really great. Yeah. Evie's performance as a whole was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. And I think, like, we had two amazing top tier lip syncs that came out of this season at least the the Evie lip sync personally I think and the first Brooke and Evie lip sync both of those lip syncs were really great yeah top top tier that's the positive and let's get into the worst of the season for me uh I think this season focused way too much on like two queens having drama and, and or, those two queens being named Evie yeah, and whoever's having drama with her right now. Most of the time being Silky. Most or, of the time being Silky. Or when Raja was Raja. It, Yeah. Like, it, I just felt it was so drama-centric and not, like, that you lost sight of the personality of the queens and you lost sight of the talent of the queens. When so much of what you could re- remember about Raja has something to do with Bacon. her. Yeah. <laughs> her group bacon look but like i think people will associate her for being shady the entire time rather than like there were some raja looks that we liked but we don't remember them because eh, there was one that i can think of being kind of good but i didn't enjoy most of them i think that if raja didn't have the drama she would be known for saying that she was a dancer and then not dancing very well that was funny but i don't know i looked at the drama and I don't mind drama, okay? Let me make that very clear. Drama's fun. I want drama. Yeah. If this show didn't have drama, it would be kind of boring. I agree. So I'm not going to complain about there being drama. I just prefer the drama being used in a certain way. And if that means producing the show to make the drama in an appealing way, I don't have a problem with that. It's it's just monotonous and just so soul-sucking. It, it, it honestly makes it the show kind of depressing, Drag should not be depressing. I think the history behind drag does have some depressing moments, but if it's like a a celebration of drag culture, you should not associate like bitterness, negativity, hostility, and that's what we got for so much of it. And it was just so cumbersome. I'm okay with some drama. In retrospect, I actually enjoyed the Vixen drama. She had drama mm. with a lot of queens, mm. and, you know, it was, like, spread out among other queens. Yeah. It wasn't just the spotlight on the Vixen for too long. You know what? I don't have a problem with how that drama was done, for the most part. But I don't really like how the drama happened in this season. And maybe some of the responsibility falls on the queens to start a little more drama themselves. I don't know. I don't know. I think it also leans into the other main worst. I just felt the season was so overproduced in terms of I feel by the end of it it was so clear that like 
Nina's gonna get Miss Congeniality. Oh well, RuPaul I mean, loves RuPaul loves Evie. Evie's going to win. Uh, RuPaul is gonna a... make Brooke and uh, Vanjie lip sync against each other. Like RuPaul is gonna keep Vanjie on as long as possible. Like some was... of those were not predicted. I did not predict RuPaul keeping Vanjie on as long I, as possible. No, I did. Okay, I... she didn't keep on Valentina as long as possible in her season when she had every reason to. I'll say this. There are some things that I saw coming that I didn't have a problem with. I don't have a problem with seeing the fact that Nina got Miss Congeniality coming. I don't have an issue with that. Sure. Because, you know, she deserved it. And from what we saw of her, yeah, I like that. Okay? I don't have a problem with that. But some things I do have an issue with. My issue with this season was not that it was overproduced. My issue with this season was that it was poorly produced. When you're making decisions that are clearly about production, I don't care so long as it's a good decision. And I always come back to Bendel Creme leaving an all-star season three. Let's yeah. be very clear. Bendel Creme lost that lip sync. And the producers knew that she wrote her own name on the lipstick. So obviously they chose her. It was obviously produced, but I liked the results, so I didn't mind it. But the production decisions here... Were questionable. I guess to wrap things into like the the production being whack, uh, other issues that I'll I'll just run through. Sugar Cane's invisibility, Honey's invisibility, Nina going home when it sh- either should have been both of them or Silky going home. For the record, I don't have a problem with Honey going home. I'm just going to throw that out there. I have a problem with Sugar Cane going home that one week instead of Vanjie. I find Nina, um, if we're just judging that lip sync, you can justify sending her home. I would have rather seen Silky go home, but it is what it is. But um, there are some decisions there that I don't mind. Like when Honey jumped off the stage, that was when I knew she should go home then and there. Sure. But I think but I think even before that, we didn't get enough Honey is what I'm saying. Like, Perhaps, but or they like, knew that she wasn't we, going to stick around. Still, or like we barely got any of Kahana either. Well, Kahana... <laughs> that's true. We did not get much Kahana. So, you're not wrong there. So, yeah, just the invisibility of some queens. And you're going to have queen invisibility every season, but it seemed particularly egregious this season. Yeah. Even Vanjie was invisible to an extent, and that was just, I don't know, why you're going to keep on saving her if you're not going to use her. Yeah. Uh, finally, uh, let's see. I I said my piece about it the first time, but I'll just remind you. Michelle Visage, don't tell someone what their culture is. There was still an issue, let's be clear, there was still an issue with Plastique resorting back to what can be considered um, a harmful stereotype in her act. Sure, but, but... And that's a big but. You can't claim that something is or not their culture, especially as, like, a cis white woman... And I didn't like seeing, for the record, the same mistakes made by the same queens week after week. Yeah, and, and not like, learning. And they don't even get called out enough. Yeah. Because like I said, Nina made so had so many cheap-looking outfits for the first few weeks yeah. that I kept on coming down on. And then the judges said, yeah, I don't like this. And then she fixed all of them, and suddenly the vast majority were good. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that the right things were called out. Or if they were, I don't think that we saw them. Yeah. And the queens certainly didn't act on them. Finally, uh, the Mercedes one episode arc 
was awkward. It was really awkward. That was just really strange. Because at first I was like, go you, Mercedes. You don't need to talk about your religion if you don't want to, okay? You shouldn't feel pressured to. You know, that's your own life. And then all of a sudden, no, it was all produced. Yeah, that was embarrassing. That was bad production. And then finally, I... I just don't remember a lot of the challenges from this season off the top of my head. I had to look them up. There were some challenges that just really weren't fun. The one with the organic dresses, it was the fact that most queens just ended up resorting to denim Yeah, it was, was bad. Bu- yeah. And the fact that you had in that jig thing was garbage. Oh, yeah, that they so, like selectively judged people I'm sorry, people Alyssa on. Edwards, but that was not a good jig, okay? I'm just telling you. Yeah. Um, there were some challenges that didn't really work, that weren't really enjoyable, and there were a lot of dressing challenges this season, and I really prefer the acting challenges. I get it. You need dressing challenges, but I feel like there are a lot of dressing challenges this season, and I feel like too much of that is just too much. Or, or yeah, or, like, I just want something, like, I, I, say what you want about All-Stars 4. I think one of the most creative challenges they have ever done was that design their own club challenge. And yeah. Just in terms of, like, all that it, it, like, required from the queens. It tested so much of their creativity in so many different ways. Like you have these three clubs right next to each other, and they're painting them, and they have to come up with a theme, and they end up actually taking really impressive shape. And you just see Michelle Visage staring with disgust at everything in Club 96. Yeah. It was just hilarious, and I loved that episode. My favorite challenge is still... The Bachelor from All Stars three. Yes, but but those that, are like good challenges. Exactly, it's it's that the type of creativity in those challenges that, that I would have loved to see more of, but instead I felt like we got like just pools of the same type of stuff. So overall, I would land this season. I'd give it an eh. It wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible. It leaves me asking the serious question: Am I expecting? RuPaul's Drag Race to be American Idol. Uh, And is that a bad thing? Should I be expecting it to be American Idol? Because I, once again, this is a competition. Yeah. This show is a competition, but if it was just a competition, I wouldn't enjoy it. I don't enjoy watching American Idol Mm. because it's just like you spend a lot of time watching about the person talking about how they're practicing and then they practice and then Simon Cowell's not judging anymore, so what's even the point? But. In American Idol, you don't have that reality show element, and that reality show element is good. I think that Drag Race typically does it better than most other shows. I just, I feel like this season was too much reality in what was decided, and I think that is really emulated in the camera. I have no problem with the queen who didn't lip sync as well being sent home if you do it like or not being sent home if you do it like once or twice but when you're manipulating the camera that hard i get really suspicious and i feel like this season was too much reality and not enough competition yes and with that is our discussion on drag race season 11 with that we close the book on the season forever never to return only to open the Drag Race book up again to because talk about Raja, the is, season three winner. Yeah, so this is a different season. This yes. is not season 11 Raja. Let's stress that again. This is season three Raja without the H. Her solo show, Mask. We're talking about it now in our drag event spotlight. 
Dale. So, she did a show on a Tuesday. She's apparently performed this show before. She tends to perform these shows and debut them in Providence, she, she mentioned. Debut. Debut, debut, whatever. Uh, <laughs> this one was at Lord, Lord Beekman again. It's one of them joints. They get a lot of talent for their venue, which is nice for a fan of drag stuff. So let's talk the show. Um, I went with a friend who had never been to like a large drag show in terms of recognizable talent. So this was their first look into real deal drag shows. And I feel so bad for suckering them into going. <laughs> Oof. I like Raja. She seems like an interesting gal. She is an interesting gal. I like her YouTube channel. I like her looks. Please subscribe. She was fun in her season. But Raja was and may on a general basis be is in a bad place. That was a long, long intro, but I feel like the buildup is worth it here. Yeah. Raja, this show was, it was called Mask, and she described it as, like, mask coming from that we all, like, wear masks, you know, double consciousness. You show one mask to your friends, one mask you only show to your family, and the third mask you don't show to anybody else, you know, that meme. Yeah, you know, very surface level. How can mirrors be real if our eyes aren't real? Sure, to that, to that level. And, okay, that's, that, on, that's fine. Pa- on paper, that's an okay concept if you do something with it but the problem with this show was that it wasn't a show and at one point she described it as like a TED talk which is wrong because TED talks have structure and when I sign up for a TED talk it's because I want to learn and when I sign up for a drag show I'm not going there to learn. I'm there I'm to go- be entertained. Yes. And if I happen to learn something in the process, then good. Hell yeah. But the problem was is that she was admittedly on stage drunk and stoned out of her mind and it showed in that she would just ramble and ramble and ramble and it just dragged Pun intended. It it, it, it it felt overlong while also not using the hour that the show was properly. When she wasn't babbling, she talked about how she was married and then she got divorced. And I don't know. that She seemed to be in a bad place when talking about that and just the entire show. So that was, like, weird. Like, my friend said... Why are all drags shows depressing? 
And I was like, no, this one was just like strangely depressing because you just kind of felt bad. Like it was it was a fascinating mess. And let's be clear. We don't want to mock people for having depression. No, of course not. Of course not. But we're just saying that we don't want to be depressed as well in a drag show. Or not even that. I don't mind being depressed if it's like if it's a if it's constructive good depression <laughs> no not good depression but constructive if it helps you achieve something if it helps yeah. you learn yeah if it's, but, and if like, it's part of the if it's if it's like a means of self-reflection that also adds to your show if it's a theme of the show you can have sad moments and but, it can help but if you're just kind of getting drunk on stage and just acting kind of sad and acting like very sloppy and messy. It's just really awkward. And she brought, she had, there were some celebrity, celebrity guests in the audience. Sharon Needles was there at a drag. There's a lot of times where she talked to Sharon on the audience, which was weird. Apparently, Sharon's pretty cute too. Sharon out of drag nowadays is one hot tamale, in my opinion. Uh, some other famous singer that she's friend with was there, stoned out of her mind too. And Raja brought her on stage to get her to sing her happy birthday, which again, very weird. And other than that, there was some. There was like two lip sync numbers, and they weren't bad. When she knew the words, I'd say she knew about eighty percent of them. Though there's one she let she lip synced to a Lady Gaga song off of her album that she did with Tony Bennett. And she would lip sync and then just like comment on the song as she was doing it. Kind of like when you're at home just jamming in your shower singing along and you're just like, oh, that's so good. Like I, I don't do that. But <laughs> uh, well, you have you, you don't listen to the bangers that Clearly, I listen to. I don't to. shower correctly. But yeah, it, she was doing that. Um, when she did sing, she knew all the words. Surprisingly, she said herself said that if I don't know the words, I'm just gonna start singing a song from The Little Mermaid. But she made it through. Uh, she did uh, a very great cover of famous. Uh, French singer's song of uh, What Makes a Man a Man. Pretty good rendition of, of it. Raja's not a bad singer. Um, But yeah. I'm feeling bad having us talk about this and like hearing about what it was. So I want to make this clear. Raja, we wish nothing for the best of you. Oh, and yeah. And we hope that you do well. Yeah, of course. And she said, she mentioned that she is working on a new show currently and that this one she is actually writing and she can she admitted that this show that she did she doesn't write so i think if she writes it and she has an editor cuz she doesn't write apparently and she just has the structure that comes from writing and sticks to it it might be pretty good but i can't recommend mask to anybody, because even if you just want to see Raja and cool outfits, she had like search up Raja and cool outfits. Yeah, she images. had like two and a half outfits, and they two were two and a half. Yeah, like and 
two distinct outfits, and then she came out and added like a jacket to oh, the okay. second outfit. So it's not a costume change, honey. That's two and a half. So yeah, overall, I was I I, I wasn't like bored. I was just kind of sad, and I was glad I was drinking. That's all I could say. And on that happy note is our episode super special. Oh, no, I can't even. No, not even yet. Thank you so much for listening. This is Connie Lingus here with cultural appropriator for talking in slang. Also known as Dat Boy Peter. Super special thank you to Miss Darling for their song that is used. Young Lovers. Yes, that song. Where is it used, Peter? Intro and outro of this podcast. And if you enjoyed, make sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts. We have a lot of episodes there. We or got- tune in next Tuesday. Yeah, and we're we're on most places, bruh. Just just we're find everywhere. Us. Just search us up. Yeah, give us a call. Uh, no, don't give us a call <laughs> because I'm not answering. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and have a lovely evening or day. See ya.